This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. Hey, what day is it? Uh, to my knowledge, Wednesday. Well, we're happier than a camel on Wednesday, baby. Jake Bakoven. Coach told me when we're in Rome, we do as Romans. And when we're in Italy, we do as Italians. So, Italians, they eat pizza after the games. Tom and Buck starts now. Welcome in our number three. I'm going to make it, Buck. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'll, uh, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> uh, somebody on the text slide says I sound like their chain-smoking aunt. <laughs> you do, yeah. You don't know what that guy's aunt sounds like. I can envision. It sounds like you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's happened before. Um, I love the cool part of the the stage of the cult. This is the part where you just can't talk at all. It's gone. Yeah. It's been, and I, I think part of it had to do with I was screaming at the officials last night. <laughs> I was not pleased. I was I was up there. Brian G, our security guy, listens to this uh, station, listens to our show, came up and checked on me, said he was making his rounds, but then I concerned him a little bit. I was yelling, but then I was fine. Um, and Nebraska started to come back, and then I started yelling again in the second half. But I think it's mostly a cold. It's not from the yelling. You should do your country voice, though, too, because it sounds, like the it sounds good together with your cold. I did it earlier uh, yeah. for the song, Another Thing Coming. I thought I nailed it. That was one of my better performances. It was. Uh, but I think a, part, a lot of it had to do with the, you know, the fact that the voice is so raspy. But I always wanted to have... The day after this, like tomorrow, my voice will sound gradually better. It'll sound like FM DJ voice. That's the voice I'm after. Yeah. You know, the guy that you worked with in radio that made, you know, probably $20,000 more than you because he had pipes <laughs> and the chicks tug him. Yeah. Uh, but those guys, are also, you. those guys are almost always smokers. They almost always are. Yeah, it helps your voice. I I've considered smoking for a while to get a better voice, <laughs> just for the voice. Yeah, just for the the, the added voice benefits. That's good. I kind of have a w- nasally weaselly voice. I yeah. need I need some. Yeah, I need I need some of what you got today. Yeah, well, I think I think it's pretty damn cool. That's for sure. <laughs> um, what does success look like for you, uh, for Nebraska football next year? What will success be? Um, because it could be six and six and you might get to a bowl game, but as we know, the schedule goes from one of the toughest in college football to just, you know, you're in the big 10 and you play a big 10 schedule and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's tough. And what makes it tough is you're talking about year five of the frost era, but for you, Bach, what will you know when you see success? Will it just be the record? Is it just win baby time? It feels like it's just you need to add some wins in there, and and but part of it too has to be this other this other thing that Scott Frost doesn't have, which is a good victory, um, right? I mean, if you do his top ten victories, it's almost a joke. There's nobody yeah. over seven and six on there um, by the end of the year, you you know. So um, it, while it's nice that the the schedule lightens up. For one thing, that hasn't proven to be much of a benefactor for Nebraska because when they're playing the big opponents or whether they're playing, um, you know, some middling opponents, they play down to them and they eventually lose. So it doesn't necessarily translate to victories, but you want to see it. Um, and I, but it's just it's it's just interesting because are you going to be able to tell 
if there's a lot of progress made, even with their record getting better. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like the, you know, are, do you re- do you really want progress or do you want more wins? Because it, I want they, more those wins. could be different conversations. You could n- be, have not as good of a team this year and end up yeah. six and six next year. They think of that Mike Riley team that went nine of nine and four. Right. Um, that team was terrible. I mean, <laughs> by the terrible. end of the, by the end of the year. When they played Tennessee, they were pretty. Terrible. They were pretty roughed up by then. They didn't. They have were roughed up by then, but so what? I mean, everybody gets injuries in college football. Um, it just felt like that was, you know, that was our best team. But that was our best team in years. Yeah, it would is. that team have beaten this team? No, it would not have. They would have beaten them. They might not have been better, but they would have beaten them because everybody beats this team. That's probably true. Okay, they might have been. They might have been uh, good enough to beat them. They wouldn't have been a better team though. No. And and that's, but that's kind of where I'm going with this conversation. Is to, would that be success? Because it didn't feel like at the end of the year that that was a great football team, or that I had a lot of optimism after going nine and four with Mike Riley that year. Was that 2016? I'm trying to think of 2016. Yeah, yeah. Um, that things were on the right track just because you had won nine games. But if they go nine and four. And the four losses are similar to what we've seen this year. I'm going to think they're on the right track. This team is competing with everybody. A lot of one score, still four one score losses if, if it goes nine and four. But at least you're winning your share. You're winning nine games. Uh, so that would be a successful year. But six and six, I mean, what, what's it look like? Does it look just like this year where you're w- winning some good games or maybe you find a way to be? Uh, some you know some of the best teams in this entire conference. Um, I I don't know. Are you find a way to beat Oklahoma next year? But you're still yeah. six and six. Well, I mean, it's it, it's it's just I mean it's fascinating because <laughs> we do this discussion. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be. We don't know who the offensive coordinator is going to be. You don't know if a lot of these super juniors are coming back. But it's just this this hard line. Um, expectation now in year five that it's got to move forward it's got to get better and i just think that there's a possibility that it doesn't get better but the record fools you into thinking it's get it's getting better and then you know you're you're sticking there and then you you, you just kind of in this you know this this one year decision turns into a two or three year kind of elongating the the what's at the end which is a you know a dismissal but that's that's a possibility It, it 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 might be completely different maybe you do break out i don't care how bad you look if you go nine and three i'll be happy but if we're talking about getting to seven and five or six and six and it doesn't necessarily look like there's progress made you're just winning on the other end then i think you still have a decision to make of of where this program is heading yeah i think you're right i mean if we go back to nine and three nine and four similar to bo polini where yeah they were embarrassing losses when you did lose them but you were you were always nine and three or in some cases, 10 and 4. <laughs> and, you know, at times, you looked really, really good. And at times, you were playing in championship games. Uh, that's a dramatic improvement. I mean, if you could go back to Bo Pelini right now, I think a lot of people would take that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. And that wasn't, I mean, we didn't like it. Oh, no. <laughs> we like it now because uh, we had to consider where Iowa was. And now Iowa's kicking our ass every year. But do you feel like in those losses, that's the that's that's the thing is in, in the best point made by any Frost supporter mm. is like, do you feel like you're further away 
than you were in those games when like you just couldn't step on the same field of the top 15 opponent without losing by 50. Whereas now, yeah, you're not winning games, but at least you're, you're playing with anybody that you step on the field right. with. I mean, you, I, I, there's not somebody in the, around the nation that I go, Oh, Nebraska just right. couldn't play with those guys. I, within reason. Right. I, I think I would take seven and five or even six and six. If you're playing with everybody rather than nine and four and getting blown out by Wisconsin in championship games yeah. or blown out on Black Friday against Iowa. Uh, and I, or, you know, big, big, you finally make it to the national stage and Ohio State just drills you and it's over in the first quarter. I think I would almost take this version of what's happening now in 6-6, six 7-5, six, uh, then 9-4 yeah. and getting blown out. But three and nine is too much. <laughs> but three and, three and nine is not good enough. Or four and eight, you no. know. Um, and it's interesting because, I mean, they made this decision. Obviously, our our mantra of moving the goalposts back was just get to five, yeah. and now there's not any pressure to get to five. Yeah. It doesn't really matter no. what happens. And that was the whole point of getting rid of coaches is yeah. relieve the pressure. Yeah, Tell us now Scott Frost is going back. Uh, he's coming back. Uh, he deserves it because he's our brother, and mistakes have been made. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna get this thing right. We've got a great defense. We'll find four coordinators that can get this thing rolling, and you'll see we really are close. And we'll find out next year that we really are close. Uh, I don't know that people believe that, but that's what they're saying. I think that I think Trev Alberts knows there's a lot of risk here. He you, knows there's a ton of risk. Do you think there's a possibility Scott Frost doesn't uh, get back on his flight from Ireland when, when everybody else does <laughs> if they right. lose that one? <laughs> I mean, th- it's similar to the Illinois game this year right. where it's just like you just cannot right. lose that one. By the way, uh, Heidi asked me yesterday uh, if I wanted to go to Ireland, and she says, be prepared. There are two things they do a lot of. They play golf, which I love, there you go. and they drink. And I go, what's the backdrop? I mean, that's basically <laughs> what they do. There's a pub on every corner, and there's a golf course, you know, somewhere yeah. within the, you know, a five mile radius. You might just stay there if you if you fly. That's over. right. <laughs> I I would like. Here's the thing about Ireland next year. Uh, if I go to Ireland, I mean, I'd like to take two weeks, right? right if you go yeah. to Europe, and that'd be oh, leaving, yeah. that'd be leaving here during the football season if I'm still here. Uh, so you know, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, that's a big deal. It's a big uh, DP and I at one point had talked about doing our show from Ireland before it was canceled. <laughs> That'd be Especially, awesome. Yeah, so uh, that would have been fun. Um, some uh, think I sound uh, like their aunt, their chain-smoking aunt. Yeah. I think I sound like Peter Griffin in this scene. I heard you coming. I made myself heard. Where have you come from? I've come from where I've been. You're still riding with that mangy polecat, Fletcher? Fletcher met the long arm of the law at the wrong end of a shotgun in the deep end of a grave at the far end of a dead-end road. (laughs) Um, That was what his voice sounded like because he had a cold. Actually, I'm probably a couple of days away from that. Yeah. Um, But that's my... I would like to be able to talk like that, and you can get that uh, after, you know, getting a cold. Uh, Let's see. Let's see, Simpsons. Uh, you think I sound more like Marge? Well, okay. yeah, yeah, Marge's sisters. Marge's sisters. Here they are, the chain smoking sisters. Just for that, you have to crawl around on the floor like the dog you are. But you... yes, ma'am. <laughs> now say, I am Homer Simpson, the lowly dog. <laughs> In a dog voice. I am Romer Rutland. Well, good. Jump, Homer. Jump. <laughs> yeah, so I sounded. And I, I think more like Marge sisters. Yeah, uh, Patty and Selma there. Yeah, Patty and Selma. Uh, I think I've, uh, I've nailed that one. Uh, you mentioned this yesterday. We, we didn't spend a lot of time on it yesterday. 
Uh, but Nebraska's baseball schedule is out. Uh, Nebraska, uh, it's a it's going to be a good schedule. Uh, let's see. Let's try to go through it here. Uh, bringing it up. Nebraska's baseball 2022 schedule announced yesterday. Uh, 33 home games, 14 weeks of the season, obviously. Uh, the highlight of the early part of the schedule is in February. Uh, February 25th through the 27th. Uh, they're going to go to uh, Globe Life Field, which is uh, where the Rangers play to play TCU. Uh, that might be a fun trip if you want to do it. It's like a billion-dollar stadium, brand-new facility. In March, Nebraska will play 15 of its 17 games at Haymarket Park. That's wishful thinking. That's because, a lot. Uh, that you never know what kind of weather you're going to get in March in Nebraska. Uh, but teams during that month to visit Haymarket Park, San Diego State, uh, Long Beach State, New Mexico State, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. So pretty decent schedule there. And then they open the Big Ten play March 25th through the 27th against Michigan at home. Nebraska, of course, won uh, the Big Ten championship last year. Uh, and this time, uh, this last year, of course, it was league only. Played everybody uh, in the league at least three times. This year, they're going to go back to the standard model uh, where everybody plays uh, eight teams uh, and you're missing four. Uh, the Big Ten only has 12 teams in baseball. Uh, but Nebraska won't play Maryland, Northwestern. They won't play uh, Penn State or Purdue. They begin their season uh, February 18th through the 20th. Sam Houston State, where is where uh, that's where uh, Lance Harbell used to coach. Uh, and so now he has a relationship, obviously, still with those guys. And then you've got the Big Ten tournament uh, returning to TD Ameritrade. I, I'm excited for that. Um, May 24th through the 29th to finally have the Big Ten tournament back. Uh, at TD Ameritrade, it's such a great atmosphere. And if Nebraska, could you imagine what that scene would have been last, uh, like last year with Nebraska about to or just doing it, wrapping up the Big Ten championship, regular season championship, and then uh, the scene in Omaha, what it would have been like at TD Ameritrade. It's, and of course, the College World Series is there as well. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited for that, and and that's it's it just a marriage that makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, it's uh, it, it's the it's where the College World Series is played. So if it's in your Big Ten footprint, play it there. It's 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 it's, it's built. It's a building that doesn't right. get a whole lot of action right. outside of the College World Series. So uh, kind of a, a you know a warm up for the city of Omaha as well. Um, and and that'll be fascinating. Of course, Nebraska should be one of the favorites uh, going in there. But there's a lot of work to do. Obviously, they have to replace a lot of people. That TCU game seems to be or the TCU series is the big non-con matchup uh you know tcu was a top 15 type team last year um was there anybody else that kind of stood out to you as far as the non-con because sometimes nebraska loads up on really good non-con yeah. opponents um I, I feel like they didn't do it as much this year though they still got you know some strong play uh, long know, beach state is good um new mexico state should be good san diego state any of those uh you know yeah uh any of those western teams should be really good i i, I would imagine long beach is always good um but I don't know. I mean, you're right. Usually, see an Arizona State or a you know a Baylor. Um, yeah, you you have it this year in TCU. I mean, you have a Big Twelve team, uh, so maybe you don't want to overschedule. I mean, I'm, I imagine there's a delicate balance. But Darren Erstad used to do that all the time. Yeah. Uh, because once you got into conference play, your RPI goes down, and there's no way to make it up. So sometimes, even with a loss. Or if you can win one game in the series, it really helps your RPI. Yeah. 
even if it's, you know, you lose the series two to one. Um, and that's the value of doing it. Darren really scheduled, Darren Erstad really scheduled hard. And I think uh, Will Bolt will do that as well. Uh, but y'all, I think there's a fine line as well. I think ultimately the Big Ten should be good. I think Michigan, you know, I know it's been a few years, but when they got in the college uh the College World Series finale. Yeah. I think it helped the image of the entire league. I thought it did. And then last year, you didn't get much respect from the committee. So. Right. They, they did well because they didn't play any non-league games. Right. Uh, and the RPI of the Big Ten just wasn't very good. They were the only conference that didn't schedule outside the league. And we knew that was going to hurt Nebraska. But I also think it toughened them up going to Arkansas for the Fayetteville Regional. Um I just think that team was tough. They embraced it. Um, they're going to lose. They're going to lose a lot of dudes. Uh, they're going to be a fairly young team, but they've still got a significant foundation, and more importantly, they've got coaches who just believe. Yeah, their, their coaches are great. I mean, when you talk about the hierarchy of coaches at Nebraska, sure, it starts with John Cook, but Bolt's not very far down that list. I mean, he's no. he's really good. And you would say he's not far behind. He is far behind, but I he's mean, not far down the list because Cook no, is just well. Everybody's yeah. way behind. It's Cook. crazy what he's been. Everybody's able to do. way behind yeah. Cook, but uh, I mean, in a short amount of time, yeah. Bolts Bolts definitely, uh, you know, right up there, and and it's yeah. it's going to be fun, and, and it might <laughs> provide some relief. I've already yeah. seen some people saying, "Well, yeah. baseball season's around the corner." After getting upset with the basketball yeah. team last night, um, and, and again, I don't think it's time to jump ship from the, the no. basketball team but the you know I, I, I'm just so fascinated to see what they look like no. this year um, obviously finally have that huge momentum in the program you've got you've but th- that's the one thing that sometimes you know it, you've got to move the bar up now because now that you've uh, captured the league you know that's kind of the ultimate goal that everything yeah. you fight for and and try to get as you know but once you're the top dog now you got the you know the the x on your back the, everybody's going to be gunning for you uh, and then you've got to kind of move your goal up. It's not just right. repeat as Big Ten champs, but what's after that? Right. Well, if you're talking about the big three sports, or football, baseball, basketball, there's no doubt Bolt's number one on that list. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's not even close. And then, you know, Frost and Hoiberg are somewhere down there around five, and there's only two spots. Which is crazy because if you, if you ranked them at the time where they're higher, yeah. when Moose, Bill Moose is hires, Bolt was fine, yeah, good right. hire, but it wasn't a Hoiberg or Frost type right. of hire. But uh, he was a legacy hire. Yeah. I mean, he's he played at Nebraska. Uh, he played for Dave Van Horn, the best coach to ever coach at Nebraska by far. And th- th- those legacy hires that we've seen with Nebraska football don't always work. But this is one that seems to be working maybe better than any of them since Tom Osborne. Yeah. Since Devaney handed the car keys to Tom Osborne. Uh, this, I mean, maybe I'm overstating things. Uh, oh, Frank Solich had some success, and but if you're talking about just the big three, um, basketball's had no success outside of Danny Nee. Uh, and, and a Tim Miles year. And Tim Miles year, <laughs> uh, but they've still not ever won an NCAA right, yeah. tournament game. Uh, Nebraska's had success. They've been to the College World Series three times. I think it's three. Yeah. Um, and they they're winning championships. They're actually showing you that a culture can be built. In a tough sport to win in, in the Big Ten, cold weather environment. They're doing it, and they're not scared. Those guys, we talk to them enough. And Lance Arbell is not scared. Bull is not scared. Those guys embrace challenges, and they chase them down and win. Well, as we know, too, the next the next thing that might be coming around the corner is 
how do you, how to keep Will Bolt? Because if you do have another big successful year, he's going to be uh, on the top of those you know lists. What? But he's you know that alumni thing should help. We've had that conversation with Lance Harbell, and Bolt really. I mean, he doesn't just say it. He he's he's an alum of Nebraska, and he loves being here. Oh yeah, it wasn't like that for Dave Van Horn. Um, he he went to school at Arkansas, uh, so he went back to Arkansas. I get that. Um, he bleeds red. And I believe me, he's already had chances. Oh, yeah. He's already had chances. If he wanted to bolt, uh, bolt. There you go. <laughs> uh, from Nebraska, he could have done it. Um, but he truly loves it here. And he's a he's a great baseball coach. He's, he can almost coach baseball or coach football the way he coaches baseball. I mean, he's a tenacious dude. I love what they teach. Uh, I, think that, I think it's a real deal that's going to be around for a while. Um, and who knows? Preseason favorite? Probably. I mean, yeah. even with all the faces they lost. It'll be one of the preseason favorites, I think. Um, let's go to break. Come back with Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star. We'll talk to him next. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store. To stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach 